You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Let's take that journey into mystery once again in the year 2021. Ian, we made it to the new year. We made it. The rest of the country, maybe not, but we did. That's for <laughs> sure. Oh, man. What a what a wild start to the year this has been, right? It, it's been quite the wild ride so far. Um, but yes, it's 2021 and... Last year, we finished off the MCU movies proper. Uh, I We obviously didn't think that we were going to before we got to see Black Widow. We kept saying, hey, we'll, we're going to do this until we see Black Widow. Then we'll talk about Black Widow and then we'll come back. Well, guess what? 2020 said, nah, you ain't going to see Black Widow in the 2020s. So. 2020 said, oh, you want something to make you a little bit happy, right? <laughs> <laughs> eat it and i was like no but i'm gonna anyway because i don't have a choice <laughs> we got we got a half-baked wonder woman movie before we got black widow it, i mean yeah yeah we did but we were supposed to get that wonder woman movie before we got black widow like it was supposed to come out in night 2019 so I mean, fair. I'm still not happy about it. <laughs> um, but to start off our new uh, schedule, new programming, sure. We're going to do all the movies that came from Marvel before the MCU, before Marvel Studios uh, became a thing, before Iron Man twenty or 2019. So we have to go all the way back to 1977 for oh, the yeah. Spider-Man TV show pilot movie. And, oh, yeah. and to, to do that, we are going to have a guest today. John from the Geeks Watch, the, one of the, the original co-hosts to the Geeks Watch, who has already had to watch this movie because of it. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, John? Rewatched it again because of a little something, something. That's right. Uh, full disclaimer: This is the second time that we were recording this episode because yeah, it didn't go right because 2020 was still attacking us in 2021 and messed up our recording the first time around. So we're recording this again, <laughs> talking about this. Let's just say movie and. <laughs> And uh, making us drudge through what we have to say about about Spider Man nineteen seventy seven, but John, w you know what is it that you have to say about this movie? You know, after watching it so many times, uh, it just feels like uh, a hellish version of Groundhog's Day, <laughs> where you hope somehow it's going to be better the next time you have to watch it, and it's not. It just really is bad. <laughs> like I was, I was gonna say, Mitch, calling it a calling it a movie, I think is being a little too nice about it. 
Because <laughs> you're right. It's you're not. Right. <laughs> it was released theatrically, though. It was released theatrically. This is true, but and that just makes me sad for them. <laughs> it makes you sad for 1977. Because, <laughs> like, there. I, okay, I figure just hop on in here and I'll put my cards on the table. I didn't get all the way through Spider-Man 1977. I couldn't. I tried. Um, and this mostly just because the script was awful. And I don't want to hear anybody coming at me like, but it was the seventies. All the scripts were bad. Liar. We had beautiful, great things come out of the seventies with fantastic scripts. This one just felt like they, they shit on a paper and said, this was, this is good. Here we go. Run with that. Start acting. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Look like shit. You're doing great. Like that's that's the direct. I'm being way harsher on this than I need to be because I thought it was funny for a second. Now I just feel mean. I just <laughs> uh, no, it it just didn't it didn't catch me. I will say it was the script that turned me off from it. I got thirty, maybe forty five minutes in, and I was I I couldn't take it anymore. So before we get into talking about this movie uh, properly. I just want our listeners to know what we have in store for them for the first, uh, what's, what was it, 15 13? movies? No, 15 movies before we get to X-Men in 2000. Oh, man. Or I mean, I, I, technically Blade in 1998 is still great. So you have... Blade is fantastic. Yes, exactly. Uh, we have The Incredible Hulk, not the one you're thinking of, but The Incredible Hulk in 1977, The Return of The Incredible Hulk in 1977, Doctor Strange, Doctor Not Spelled Out, in 1978, Captain America 1979, Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, 1979, Howard the Duck 1986, Incredible Hulk Returns 1988, not to be ref- not to be confused with Return of the Incredible Hulk, Re- Incredible Hulk from 1977, the, the Punisher in 1989, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk in 1989, Captain America in 1990, Death of the Incredible Hulk in 1990, Generation X in 1996, Blade in 1998, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff in 1998. Yes, we are going to try and find all of these movies so that we can watch it, bring a guest in, and talk to you about it. Please. Hey, I didn't hear Fantastic Four in 92. Dang it. That's right. I forgot to add that. So in 1992, there was the Fantastic Four from Roger Corman, which is also not as bad as you think it would be. John, Ed, where is the Nick Fury movie? I said it. It was, in, there. It was yeah. in 1998. Nick Fury, yeah, I said David uh, Hasselhoff. Uh, John, I have a question for you real quick. Why do you hate me? <laughs> because you didn't watch all of Spider-Man like you were supposed to. Ooh, so that's fair. Homework for that's you. fair. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. I, I watched every single movie in the MCU, including Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World. I feel like I've earned at least one pass for, <laughs> for these early Marvel movies. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about that, Mitch? Uh, I mean, I, I will. I will give him the pass on this. It's. It's that. It does seem fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying you're a Star Wars fan and not watching the uh, the holiday special. I still but, haven't uh, watched the holiday special, and I am not a Star Wars fan. So. Well, that, that figures for you, but I couldn't live with myself, calling myself a Star Wars fan if I haven't taken you know the good with the bad. I also haven't watched the new Lego holiday special. 
It's flavor. It's flavor. There was a Lego holiday special. Yeah, Disney came yeah. out this past Christmas with the Star Wars Lego Star Wars holiday special, directed by John Favreau. I hope it's just a frame for frame recreation of the original one. This time, just with Legos. John, no, it's actually a continuation <laughs> of the story with the new sequel cast in it. Oh, but they have a. Let, let me tell you this: they pull a sort of endgame situation with it. There's time heisting going on in this one. Time so, heisting. You'll see, yeah, you'll see references and characters from all across the board, including the Mandalorian. Well, I mean, with Favreau being in charge, I would, I wouldn't expect any less. So does right. that, does that mean you see? Do, do you see Grogu? Yes, you do. <laughs> of course, of course, you do. I mean, that's the money maker right now. Why I wouldn't don't think you? He was named yet, though. That's fair. All right. Enough about Star Wars. Let's talk about the travesty that was Spider-Man 1990 or 1997, 1977 TV yeah, pilot movie. Off. Yeah. All right. So Ian didn't know this because they didn't watch the whole movie, but the greatest part of this movie <laughs> is that there are samurai bodyguards, security guards, at this company that Spider-Man has to fight that are wielding kendo sticks. Okay. Asterisk on that. I didn't know that the first time around, and I have since gone back and scrubbed through because previously John so lovingly provided a timestamp. And I went and I watched those, and they were fantastic. <laughs> Best part of the movie. Best part of the movie. <laughs> All well, right. That was the only action in the movie, too. That's true. It right. is the only action. Uh, so, now that we've gotten out Gotten out, gotten out of the way the best part of the movie. <laughs> Let's talk about the rest of this thing. Uh, we have a Spider-Man played by Nick Hammond. Um, I think was it last time I went through it, there wasn't really anything on his IMDb, or I'm sorry, Nicholas Hammond, that really stuck out other than being in uh, The Sound of Music. What did I say he was in The Sound of Music? It was Frederick. Is that it was? I think Frederick so. I don't know why I can't. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Friedrich. Frederick. Friedrich. Whatever. Uh, but yeah. Freddy. Lots of different television shows all over the place. But I think his biggest role most recently may have been Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he was just a really small part in that. That's true. That's where he played Leonardo DiCaprio playing someone else playing Leonardo DiCaprio, right? <laughs> He's the he man the playing, playing the dude disguised as the other dude. <laughs> do you think do you think do you think that Twint Tarantino was just a huge fan of this nineteen seventy seven Spider Man who was like, I need to get Nicholas Hammond in my movie? Yes. I mean that's kind of his MO. He likes to take forgotten actors from the seventies and just pop them in like a mainstream big time Hollywood movie. Yeah, but I don't think that you you're going to get like a John Travolta resurgence out of out of this this character, this this actor. Especially he didn't give him the, he didn't give him a a Vinnie Vega type character. True, but still I feel like that's still something he strives for and you know, if Nicholas Hammond somehow benefits from that exposure that he otherwise wouldn't have gotten, hey, more power to him. Yeah, that's true. 
So Nicholas Hammond plays our Peter Parker Spider-Man, and it is okay. Like for me, it's okay. It's the it's a 1977s Spider-Man. It, he's not in high school though. He is uh, a college student and also working in a lab and also trying to be a freelance photographer for the Daily Bugle. Like this kid's got a lot of irons in the in the fire. <laughs> right, and I can't tell if he's working in the lab because a scholarship says he has to, or if because the lab is now paying for his school. Yeah, or it, what? It's not. I really... just know. I just know there's the line of like, "Come on, Pete, there has to be a better way of putting ourselves through college because <laughs> exposition is just laid out for you in this movie." That's fair. <laughs> well, him and his lab partner are definitely acting like they'd rather be doing anything else. So I'm gonna say, mean. That this is some kind of a requirement. Plus, like, the getting rid of chemical waste in that lab, I mean, seemed very un-OSHA-like. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and once again, that the, the thing to get rid of the chemical waste is obviously, like, not airtight because a spider gets into there and right. gets irradiated, which... Was very much, uh, you know, in the the mind of that delivery guy who's bringing by um, Peter's transducers, or he, uh, he ordered them from Tosi from Tosi Station. That's right. They're his power converters. That's right. <laughs> and he was smart enough to not have to go pick them up. He he had them delivered, cash on delivery, obviously, but. Peter Parker never has any money, so he couldn't he, he couldn't afford it. But the the delivery guy was just like, "Hey, am I gonna get like uh, cancer from standing in this room?" And he's like, "Nah, you're okay." <laughs> I, I hope you've had kids though. <laughs> so uh, when he's putting stuff away, he goes to grab his stuff to leave, and then all of a sudden, spider bite. Oh, okay, so aside from the kendo stick wielding hypnotized ninja bodyguards that work in this building, the spider gave the most authentic performance. <laughs> I mean, it was a real spider as opposed to a CGI spider that we see now or some type of weird puppet or something. I, I'm guessing, what, what was it you said last time, John? It was a, It's a guy just off camera using a straw to blow him across the, the, the yeah, desk? Yeah, because that's what you would do with uh, insects like that. I mean, you can't train a bug. You just kind of have to make it react. And that's usually what they would do is have a straw, some guy just right off the camera, just kind of blowing at it to kind of stimulate it to move or you, you know, more unorthodox and unhealthy you tie some strings on it and just kind of like drag it across oh. the <laughs> I, mean, I hope they weren't just dragging it. it it definitely seemed to move and 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 move in the directions that it needed to i i for some reason to me i just assumed they'd put like a uh sugar trail or something i don't know if spiders eat sugar or not but i figure it's like I don't so, think so. <laughs> they're diabetic ah well someone needs to tell spider-man that he, he shouldn't they're, be eating all that candy I was trying to find a good pun for that, but I couldn't. I came with like came up with like arachnobatic. But, uh, nope, move on. Nope, the okay. joke is gone. Insulin that's just kicking in. So insulin sense. Now that 
Peter Parker has spider abilities, the the movie had opened up with a, I believe, a doctor and a lawyer just yes. like w- uh, getting the signal to go and rob a bank. And after they rob the bank, they crash their car into a wall so that thieves can come up and grab the money that they, they uh, stole. And one of the thieves is Uncle Leo. <laughs> That's right. If you watch Seinfeld, the actor who played Uncle Leo is also one of the thugs in this movie. I believe he's even credited as Thug One. I hate that anytime these dudes pop up, it's always from like behind a pile of trash. <laughs> and it's New York only- City. It's just trash everywhere. You know that. The only thing that's missing is like a big old cigar and a twirly mustache and somebody going, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the, the yeah, detective cigars had mustaches. I was going to say the detective has the cigar that we see later. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> it's true. Um, so the, the big antagonist of this whole movie is a cult cult like leader that basically has the ear of all the rich and influential people in in town or a lot of them and while they're in their meeting or something he's hypnotized them so that uh when a certain sound goes off that emits from a pin that they wear they will go and do his bidding which usually happens to be robbing someplace and then crashing their car into a wall. So when a professor does the same thing, uh, he goes to crash his car into the wall and he almost runs down Peter, but Peter learns about his spider powers at this moment. Cause he does a, he does the, or did he learn about him already at that point? I think this no. is where he finds them. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's trying to get away and he jumps really high to get up the wall. Exactly. Now, like, didn't you have something about this last time? I mean, Ooh, myself I, or Ian? I think John did. Yeah, John, you, you're the you're the the voice of insight on this movie. I can tell you, you are the encyclopedic knowledge that I need to get me through it. I'm just the guy that actually watched it. That's all. <laughs> several <it>. times. <laughs> yeah, uh, several times unnecessarily. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, all we have here is just through circumstance. I mean, because if this would have been any other random schmuck on the street, they would have very slowly been crushed by the car because this was something that the car was going so slow, you could have just jumped over it and like not even scraped a knee or anything. Just climb over the car and you're done. But this Peter Parker is like, oh, no, I'm completely enclosed in this alley that clearly is larger than, you know, just an automobile's width. So he climbs up the wall just by instinct and just keeps going. And then inadvertently becomes a person of interest when he's later reporting this to the police because they're asking him, how do you know all this information? And he's saying, well, because the guy almost crushed me. And so, well, how did you get away? And he obviously can't say why because nobody's going to believe he was wall crawling. So right away, he gets kind of on the bad side of the police chief. And uh, that's the aforementioned uh, cigar chomping, yeah, uh, J. Jonah Jameson acting police person. 
Yeah, we had two J. Jonah Jamesons in this movie, the detective and J. Jonah Jameson. Who was shockingly not J. Jonah Jameson-esque. Enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I'm J. Jonah Jameson. I run the paper. But hey, you know what, Peter? I just don't have any work for you, bud. I'm sorry. Better luck, le- be- better luck next time. <laughs> I like that he he's also the one. Understanding. That, yeah, very right. understanding. I also like that he's the one that names Spider-Man. He's like, this, you got any pictures of that Spider-Man? And he's like, Peter's like, who? What are you talking about? The Spider-Man. The, the guy. The guy climbs around on walls. He's a Spider-Man. Now, does it seem, uh, upon this now third rewatch of the movie... Um, I've noticed that this Peter Parker is just constantly befuddled. Every time he's in some kind of situation, he just never knows what's going on, what to say, is like scraping for some kind of a response that doesn't either give him away or is makes him sound more, I guess, intelligent than he really is. I don't know. It's just it's like this is the most confused Peter Parker I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most most certainly. Like, I would definitely agree with that. I think the only time that he really has like uh, any intelligence is when he's doing sciencey things. Like, he comes up with his his web shooters, right? Yeah, for no real reason other than like, hey, I'm a spider. I should make webs. <laughs> that seems to be the only real logic. Exactly. And yeah, he just. If he can do that, and this is something that is like all across the board for Spider-Man, whenever he has the intelligence to make things like web shooters, why is he still poor? (laughs) Obviously, he's good enough to be an engineer, at least, like for NASA or some big company. But no, he'd rather keep that tech to himself (laughs) and uh, just scrounge to make ends meet and selling pictures of himself. I mean, well, I mean, if he if he goes public with the fact that like, hey, I know how to make these things, people are gonna be like, hold on, that's Spider Man technology, and they're gonna come after him. And if you look at the kid's resume, it's it's not good enough. He's what at this point like maybe twenty. Engineering firms need you to have at least forty five years of experience for an entry level job. <laughs> so he's he's nowhere near qualified hey, enough. Not if you work at YPG. that's true that's that's a different type of engineer anyways uh however that also ian falls into the the trope that we talk about usually in this is that if you know science you know all science because he's working with radioactive material so he's Uh a you know some type of radiation scientist but yet he's also good enough to work to to create uh mechanical engineering you know uh, Marvel, yeah, uh, web shooters, and then you know chemical engineering for uh, spider webs. But hey, also radio engineering with the whole transmission plot. That's right. So if you're right, if you're good at one science, you're good at all science because that's how that works. <laughs> I I just want a scientist in a Marvel movie to be like. Well, I guess we finally got that in. Uh, like Infinity War and Endgame where Banner's like, yo, I'm a radiologist. Like (laughs) (laughs) you're asking me physics questions and I can tell you what kind of radiation it puts off, but I can't tell you how it works, but it it doesn't stop him from trying. Like (laughs) I want, I want more of that answer of like, 
that's a good way to show it, though, because you have Tony Stark, who in the first Avengers, they're asking, like, when did you learn, like, thermonuclear, whatever dynamics, what they were talking about? And he says, oh, last night. And literally, like, you see one quick scene where he's just kind of flipping through a laptop and reading, like, some articles. And now he became an expert on whatever that was. But then you have Banner, like you said, at the end of, what was it, Iron Man 3? When it, it turns out he was actually going through, like, a little therapy session with Banner. <laughs> right. Banner's like, I'm not this kind of doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, were you napping during my story? Was <laughs> boring you? I'm not really that no, kind of doctor, bud. I, I was focusing. I'm, it's not really my field. <laughs> I love it. I want more of that. And uh, this movie did not give me that. Um, so, yes. What did uh, this movie give you? Uh, this movie gave me hope for the future of movies. Because if I've seen the bottom, we can only go up from here. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, the Incredible Hulk TV show movies might hand you a shovel. <laughs> oh my god mitch why what are you doing to me bud <laughs> at least if you thought this was boring wait till dr strange oh and it's not even that i thought that it was boring i just couldn't with the with the the script in and of itself just the way that the people talked was so uh, inauthentic <laughs> hey you know what at least just just hold on for like the the immediate future you'll be getting to watch howard the duck if you hadn't seen it yet like it's bad but it's like bad enjoyable see i've seen howard the duck and but that was like years ago i don't really remember it i remember laughing a lot though ducks have nipples in this universe they do (laughs) ducks aren't mammals bro (laughs) Ducks are birds. Birds aren't mammals. This is way off the point for Spider-Man 1977, but still. If a fowl has breasts, it can have nipples. There you go. I mean, I don't know if that's real. You can can have just peanut butter. You can have just all and just oats. It's not as good, but you can have them. (laughs) You know what? If there was an animal that we could eat, that it still had its nipple attached, that there'd be some freaks out there that would really enjoy that too much. So maybe that's, it's a good thing that they're not on there. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John took it in a weird place. <laughs> this so is the kind of stuff that you could... Outside of the Geek's Watch normally. I was going to say, this is the kind of stuff that you could expect if you listen to the Geek's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Um... Okay, some things I did enjoy about this movie. Um, I enjoyed the delivery guy and just how over Pete's nonsense he was, where it's like, oh, I don't have cash, but I'll I'll bring it to you. No, no, that's not my job. My job is to bring you the thing and you give me the money. Bye. Like, I loved that. That was fantastic. That's the only, like, that's the only, like, moment in this movie that I saw that made me go, oh, that's a real conversation. Yep, there we go. All right, that's not acting. That guy legitimately had a delivery to make. And nobody told him they were filming a movie. He just walked in and went, yeah. pay me. And then Pete's like, oh, no, I don't have any money. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, like, that. That was great. That was real. Let's keep that in. Yeah. 
let's keep that. Um, I liked his I liked his uh, lab partner guy because he was just like, hey, get it, we're smart about everything, and it was fantastic. I also liked his Captain America shirt. I mean, that's that is one thing that I was gonna bring up is that it, would this movie have benefited if we could we could have gotten some other uh, and like Marvel characters cameos i don't know if this at this point if i i'm pretty sure they didn't because i'm pretty sure that happened in the 90s but if uh marvel had already sold off the rights to spider-man i think it could have done beautifully with a little extra umph from somebody else showing up because at this point spider-man was not strong enough of a brand to carry a movie on his own (laughs) i mean if you the thing the great thing about marvel is that all their characters are set in new york so just about anybody could have showed up he could have been like whoa who are you it's like i'm captain america i guess i'm just glad it wasn't like a a batman 66 type of cameo where they'd have like sammy davis jr just pop out of a window like hey spider-man what you doing with your web problem over here or something like that you know like that would have those cheesy ones no, that would have been perfect, especially if it was just Adam West. <laughs> He's like, he would have been like, I do this in my show too. That yeah. was my Adam oh. West, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Spider Man. I see you're out here doing spider things. <laughs> also, the, the what are you doing out here with your web prowling just makes me think of the opening title card where Spider-Man is very poorly crawling on a wall just looking in windows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just like, okay, what's going on in here? It's like, get out of here, Spider-Man. People out here doing their lives in their own homes, not thinking somebody's be crawling up the building, looking in their windows. You, you know, something I touched up on that the last time too is that his wall crawling is no real benefit to him because nope. he still moves at the same rate as a regular person. <laughs> yeah. Just outside of the building. It doesn't help <laughs> him get anywhere faster. It's like he literally is like crawling like if he was on the floor and not really scooching along, just kind of little, you know, not even a brisk pace, you would say. He's just like tiptoeing. Well, on all fours. We, we can let in a little, pe- little, a little, uh, the, the people in on a little bit of something. It's because he actually is just crawling on the floor. <laughs> the way they filmed it, <laughs> obviously, is him. They used what? What did we say? Maybe even just rear projection. Like they projected it onto a onto the bottom of a, something, and then they had him walk on that. I think so. Yeah, and then a little bit of, uh, I mean, definitely some practical wall crawling with him on like ropes or something yes yeah, some kind of wires but even that's um, him just like this yeah <laughs> yeah that's him not even touching the wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, so there was some i was gonna say there is some trivia about him like the them actually swinging around in downtown new york uh, uh at least having some stunt guy attached to it with a camera on him to to, to do it yeah, there was a couple of scenes where they do point of view shots. And boy, I mean, when you compare that to where we ended up with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like, geez, like, I would never, ever. Uh, some of that CGI in the first Spider-Man is a little rough. But it was great for 2001. 
yeah, oh, for 2001, yeah. But that Spider-Man, and it was something that was in development for many, many years with several different companies. Canon at one point was going to work on it. James Cameron at some point was going to work on it. Um, I know I remember hearing Leonardo DiCaprio was at one point considered for the role of Peter Parker, which would have been awful. Yeah, I believe... Uh, I would have been so here for it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I believe for Cameron's Spider-Man, it was supposed to be DiCaprio and Nikki Cox as, as uh, Mary Jane. Really? I can see that. Yeah. Nikki Cox was in Terminator 2, so they had some sort of rapport. Yeah, that's right. She was in like very small role. Yeah, just like, I, oh, they went that way. That yeah. <laughs> I, I just want... DiCaprio Spider-Man at this point. So like, thank you for giving me something I'll never have. Well, in the multiverse um, of madness, anything is possible. God, I hope so. Do you know how great that would be? If they're like, Oh, you must be the other Peter Parker. And he's like, no, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm also Spider-Man. <laughs> I was supposed, I played Spider-Man in a different, in another universe. <laughs> yeah. He could be that. He could be that one actor when they go to like this reality. And it's like, Oh, I'm not a real like Spider-Man, I just play him in the, in your movies or whatever. <laughs> I would, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio now. The the action required for Spider-Man, even the cartoons back in the day. I remember Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. They weren't very. I mean, granted, the animation was also super cheap, but Spider-Man wasn't really dynamic in those. There was a lot of standing around. Him sometimes maybe a little bit like hunched over. Um, the web swinging was as basic as it could be. It was always in a straight line, like attaching to the smog or something, because he never saw what it was attaching to. He would just shoot a web, and he'd go on his way. Oh, convenient and helicopters. Yes. Probably. <laughs> or maybe it was those cranes from the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. It was like... So, mm. Yeah, so... I think it just really, really took the right time and place where the technology was there and somebody with a good eye for camera movement to really give us the Spider-Man that we secretly always wanted and never knew. Because I can't imagine, even with uh, someone behind it like Cameron, let's say they threw like Terminator 2 or Abyss Money at it, it still would have just looked really bad. Yeah. Yeah, but imagine if the first Spider-Man wasn't about Green Goblin. It was instead about, like, like Sandman, and we could just get Peter Parker versus the T-1000. I mean, the T-1000 and Abyss effects to make a Sandman would have been pretty awesome. Like, the thing about that. So that way we don't get... It was Boom Defoe in the first one, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So we don't have Boom Defoe freaking out and then getting stabbed. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then but we just have... You could have a Hydro Man if you're really going to go with the water effect. Yeah, we There do. we go. See? Perfect. If we, we get T-1000 technology for Hydro Man and boom, you have your first Sam Raimi versus Spider-Man that also James Cameron was here. Which uh, <laughs> Hydro Man technically is, has not showed up in any of the movies yet. Exactly. So if anybody's listening out there, what up? <laughs> do, it, do it like the T-1000 and please have a liquid nitrogen scene. We do offer premium consultation services to uh, Marvel. That's right. Oh, We've been we've been preaching this since we started Journey into Mystery. Just Marvel, if you're listening, hey, what up? I'm really easy to get a hold of. Uh, 
I think Mitch is too. Oh yeah, I, definitely. If you talk to Mitch, uh, I do I, I do represent Mitch, and uh, any checks are payable to me, and they will be paid to Mitch after the fact. Thank I mean, you. I don't I don't handle my own money, so that I appreciate <laughs> no. Ian doing that for he, me. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't like being handed things. <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> so, but he's allergic to strawberries. Yeah, that's true. But uh, don't give me strawberries. Anyways, uh, look. Uh, I remember one of you. I'm guessing it might have been John, but it could have been Ian. Last time saying that. The reason why we have a villain in this movie that isn't part of Spider-Man's normal rogue gallery is because the theory is this was supposed to be something else, and they just took it and went and changed it, put Spider-Man in there. Yeah, I think that was John talking about it during the first time around. Yeah. And, I mean, that's not a new thing in Hollywood. Like, one of the famous ones that's like that is, what was it, uh, Die Hard 3 was actually a movie called Simon Says. Mm-hmm. And when they didn't know what to do with it, they somebody got the idea of like, hey, why don't we just make this a Die Hard movie? I'm sure it must have been more complex than that, but that's literally how it turned out. Because some of that stuff doesn't make any sense if you actually try to build a continuity. And I think it's the only direct sequel to like, because everything else just gets like weirder and weirder. And that's the one with Sam Jackson, right? That is correct. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to place them in my head, and I was like, no, number two was on the plane. Yep. The airport. Like, the airport. Yeah, yeah. that's well, what it was. The wife the is plane on the up plane. on the runway. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the third one. I, th- I like the third one a lot. Um, but oh, the third one's fantastic. What do you mean it's by, fantastic. What do you mean by it's, a, it's the only direct sequel? Yeah, because like, there's like a really loose continuity with the movies. It's basically John McClane just getting in like the disaster of the week. But this one's the only one that's actually tied to the events of Nakatomi Tower. Because it's oh. what's-his-face's little brother gotcha. coming back to do stuff. Right. Everything right. else is just he just happens to be in a situation where shit's just going off around him. And he has to do the grizzled cop thing and just like, ah, they say it's going to be fun. We'll have some laughs, whatever. You know, like it's just he's over it, you know, like that whole shtick. It's funny that you bring it up because... I remember there's an ep- or episode issue of Ultimate Spider-Man where there is a plane crash and Spider-Man goes to help out and uh, there is a John McClane character. Like they basically, it looks like John McClane at the end of Die Hard and he's going in there and helping people out, get get people out of the plane. And I think he even calls himself John at one point. I don't know why I brought that up, but it's just I just thought it was funny. Is there a Yippie Kaye in there somewhere? Probably. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> but if if we're talking about, never mind. I this is going to derail us too hard. I can't. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. There, there's not much else to talk about with this movie. I was just going to say uh, the Die Hard Four. So live free or die hard. Um, he blows up a helicopter with a car because he was out of bullets. That's right. Uh, and Justin Long is impressed. So that has to be one of the better Die Hard, like at least moments. I mean, I like four also. Like, I think this, the I only just, one I don't really like is part two, but it's it's grown on me. <laughs> I I never saw the last one. The the where, where Jai, they're in Russia. Yeah, Jai Courtney is revealed to be his son. Like yes, John Junior. Jack. Because, you know... Yep. Wow, I don't remember that at all. You don't, remember, yep. you don't yeah. remember the movie, you don't remember that it's his son. 
I don't remember that it was his son. Oh, yeah. I remember what, going to Russia. Wasn't uh, Mary Kate something in there? Um, Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. She's yes, the, she's in the she's the fourth one. She's his daughter. Oh, okay. See, now that just reminds me of uh, Last Action Hero, where they have that one <laughs> reference of like, oh, part four, you get to meet what's his name's daughter, and it's like some badass looking chick with guns. Jack Slate's daughter. It's played by uh, oh the actress that was married to Pete Sampras. Uh, she played Sonya Blade. Oh, uh, Bridget Nielsen. Oh, no, Bridget no. Wilson. Bridget Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Nielsen is the Red Sonja. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we've gone off the rails quite a bit. Uh, yeah. This essentially- is more interesting than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> so let me summarize. At the yeah. beginning of the movie, uh, we find out that there's a mind control plot. The guru, so to speak, is just some kind of religious leader who brainwashes... Some of New York's like elites, you have lawyers, doctors, like people in high positions of power, uh, because this is some kind of new agey culty thing. I believe we made allusions to Scientology, mm-hmm. which led us on really fun sidetrack of uh, Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> so Peter Parker stumbles into this by accident. Him turning into Spider-Man is completely incidental, uh, and it only helps him to, I guess, snoop in a little bit more. When he finally gets enough clues to find out where this is all based out of, he goes to the building. He is confronted by those three vaguely Asian samurai <laughs> bodyguards. I want to say one of them is probably Asian. The other two I'm iffy on. <laughs> and from there, I mean, their only real weapons are kendo sticks. Why don't they have guns? Why don't they have actual sharp swords? Why do uh, because- they have swords to begin with? That is that's against their code of honor. <laughs> I guess so. That you know you have to subdue, but not lethally. I mean, yes, that is the weirdest thing for this the villain of this movie to the story to be like, "Hey, I need you to stop anybody that's going to come try and stop me, but don't kill them. Just keep I hitting mean, them with this stick." <laughs> I think it's really smart. Because if when when the guru goes down, he's already going to be charged with all of these counts of like coercion and like robbery and all this stuff. He doesn't want murder on that rap sheet. Well, I mean, who's who's going to hire you after you have murder on on your rap sheet? What kind of when, crimes can you commit if you're a murderer? I'm, exactly. Then I'm, you're kind of pigeonholed into like, well, looks like this is what I do now. I'm pretty now, sure. I would that- like to believe. I'm oh, sorry. I, I'm pretty sure that you he, he that the 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 people the original people that ran their cars into the into the brick walls were dead. So <laughs> those murders are on his head. I mean, they didn't you they did it under hypnosis, but they didn't have the pins on them when they were found. You can't prove anything. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. They wipe them off. Now, I want to believe in my own head canon that this cult also doubled as a sauna and massage parlor and maybe dabbled a little bit into uh, BDSM. Sure. And those uh, Shania-wielding bodyguards were actually just, like, taking a break from their shift from, like, whipping some oh. executive across the back or something. Probably. 
Yeah, probably. That would that would be the most logical reason for their choice of weaponry and their attire, because nobody else was stressed Asian in no, that place. It was so weird. Why? I, yeah, I makes no, me this think, tracks. It makes me think that the the makers of this uh, movie were like, "Hey, we need them to have a weapon to hit him with, but we don't want to do baseball bats because those are too too uh, scary, and we definitely don't want to do Warriors swords or just guns. came out, you know." <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have any kendo sticks and warriors. No, they had baseball bats. Oh, they, they did. Okay, bats. they didn't want to associate. Got it. Got it. So baseball furies. So they someone found like a kendo stick, or there is a guy that's really into Asian like culture, Japanese culture that was a writer, and he's like he has a kendo stick on his wall, and so he's like, I got it, I got it, and then he like, wrote boom. in a bunch of samurai dudes <laughs> into the movie just so he could put the kendo stick in. All right, so. A little bit of a sidetrack here. How cool would the Warriors have been if Spider-Man was involved? <laughs> I mean, it's New York City too. I don't see why he wouldn't have showed up. Like, because they go all the way, they go all the way across New York. At one point, they have to go through Queens, right? <laughs> you know, that's a movie that's ripe for a remake. Just got to do re- redo Warriors. Well, and and uh, Tony Scott was Spider-Man supposed, in it. Tony Scott was supposed to make it a long time ago before he passed, but he ended up passing, so that never got made. But Spider-Man put the dream alive. Yeah, with Spider-Man. I mean, could you imagine the gang, type of gangs we could have now? We could have like the the Soho hipsters, and it's like a bunch of dudes with PBRs and, and like, mustaches. Yes, and, and man buns. Riding, riding those like old timey bicycles with a huge front wheel. Yes, <laughs> I I would want a gang instead of instead of properly putting Spider Man in there, Ian. I think we want a gang that just dresses up in like the different like grocery store costumes of the the Marvels. That's even characters. better, Morales. <laughs> yeah, that's even better because then they're just or you like can see the Velcro where it attaches and like the gaps where you can see like their undershirt and the and the rubber yeah. band the rubber band for the mask and the, one of it snaps yeah. and they're like upset about it. <laughs> Man, there goes my mask. Dude, that's your third mask this week. What are you doing? <laughs> One of them doesn't even have a mask. He's just got the face paint on, like red yeah. and black. It's <laughs> even better. No, okay, all right. This is the best idea. <laughs> this is the best way to remake this movie. This is scary. Okay, so we get to the end of the movie, and Spider Man comes up with a way to block out the radio signal. Uh, one because he was being hypnotized. Also, uh, and uh, he uses his spider sense essentially to kind of defeat the the bad guy. Right? Does he? Yes. I figured he. I felt like he did. Doesn't it like warn him not to? Well, it keeps him from dying for one. I you know the way that they did Spider Sense, and I think this happens in later episodes because this was eventually a, a full blown series. But he had the weirdest use of his Spider Sense, where it was actually more like precognition. Precognition, yeah, yeah, where he could actually see like full, fully edited scenes of what was going to happen in the near future, <laughs> and that was the way they portrayed his Spider Sense. So I was like, is that what was happening there? Yeah. Oh, slightly psychic Spider-Man. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but his eyes would also glow like he was one of the replicants from Blade Runner. Like his pupils would just turn like white. 
Well, I mean, like with being slightly psychic like that, I would assume that that's something that's built in when when they're building you as a replicant. Um, <laughs> so that makes sense. So is Nicholas Hammond a, a replicant, or was it just uh, Peter Parker what? is a replicant? Oh, and he accident. And he, yes, he has retired uh, people by mistake. So the company that Peter Parker was <laughs> working for as a intern at, for being a science student was. Uh, it was Tyrell. Tyrell. Dang it. I was going to say the other one, the one from Alien. Uh, oh, Yutani? Waylon yeah. Yutani? <laughs> Waylon Yutani. But yes, Tyrell. That's well, what I was. Technically, they're, they are a shared universe. So right? I, I remember fun. that. I remember that. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if I have anything more for this movie. Is, is there anything that was in this that you would love to see in a future uh, uh, MCU movie? I want to see two things from this movie in a future MCU movie. I think I know one. Uh, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this. 100% dead serious about these. <clears throat> I want to see a gently wafting net of spider webs to capture a bad guy. <laughs> and I want to see the same web sling, like the web swinging shot again. Okay. The, not one of the ones that I thought you were going to say, but okay. <laughs> What did you think I was gonna say? Samurai oh, bodyguards, security guards, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sam- samurai the 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 Shania wielding bodyguards. But actually, that that's a real one. I want that because <laughs> yeah. I want our current Peter. I want our current Pete to go. What were those Shania? Where'd you get those? That's so cool. <laughs> no, and they should also have if you're gonna update it. Uh, there is a scene later on where they catch on to Spider-Man's shenanigans. And they realize, hey, we can burn his webbing. Let's use the flamethrower on it. <laughs> now, right. these modern days uh, Shania wielding guards could have the the Tesla company, the Bohr flamethrower. Yeah, the boring company flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit. Those are awesome. Oh, crap. And it's like Fozzie's falling, you know, because they just burned his web. He built, you know. I thought it That's had, so cool. I, I love Elon Musk, too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they had to be called not flamethrowers. Yeah, it's the boring company, definitely not a flamethrower. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Or something like that. Since Stark is the equivalent of Elon Musk, wouldn't they be the Stark, not a flamethrower in this universe? That's true. Or a Stark, not a repulsor ray? <laughs> right. <laughs> Stark, definitely not a proton cannon. <laughs> That's what needs to come back. All right. We got it. We got what needs to show up in the future MCU. I mean,. Pepper is going to be running this company very oddly if, if they're getting not definitely not pro- proton cannons. And then you get Rhodey being like, I always wanted one of those. And he said that it wasn't possible. And, and now we have armor wars. <laughs> we get armor wars after Tony's dead. Well, we are getting tar- armor wars after Tony's death. Are we? Yeah, that's going to be one of the new series that Kevin Feige uh, announced at the Investor Day meeting. That's you know what? So wonky. And it's, been, and <laughs> it's going to be of, it's going to be War Machine. It's going to be Road Roads. Uh, his 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 show. Okay. Hmm. What were you going to say, John? I was going to say if I was Roadie, I'd still be even till now at his funeral. Of Tony Stark, I would have been like, "You had to go in the fun V." <laughs> oh, 
now that's a good pull. Just, that's a good that's a good call. I would just always lord it over him. <laughs> Had to be in the fun V. Next time and you stay in the I, humdrum V. I think that would have been a great callback. True. Like at the funeral, as they're sending off his uh, his uh, whatever it is, can't think of words. His uh, arc reactor. Yeah, his arc reactor as they're floating that out there. He's just like, had to be in the fun V. <laughs> that would have been perfect. It would have been beautiful. That started all of this. <laughs> yeah, it would have been beautiful. It would have been funny, but not so funny that it like completely detracts from the rest of the scene. Like, only like us three would have gotten it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because everybody else would have been like, Fun V, I don't remember anything from a decade ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, I do have a a, a legitimate question here, and I promise this isn't a meme, because I know the last time I set up something that was totally serious was a meme. Um, Because we have John here from the Geeks Watch. The Marvel shows, are y'all going to be talking about the Marvel shows over on the Geeks Watch? That's actually a good question because we just spent a lot of time and brain power trying to figure that out. Okay, I, like you, you don't have to tell me anything. If you want to keep people in suspense, I get it. I was just curious because, like, I, I want to hear other people talk about it. I think uh, well, what we did come up with is that yeah, we are going to be doing those shows on the Geeks Watch. Uh, so, and that that takes us to the next thing of hey, WandaVision starts. This Friday, so finally we get to see we're gonna see those two episodes, the first two episodes coming this Friday. Uh, Ian and I will definitely talk about uh, at least touch on them in the beginning of every episode. And, oh yeah, and then uh, yes, for more in depth, check out the Geeks Watch to make sure that you're getting all the greatness that is uh, Disney Plus MCU TV. Think of us like the like the. The headline reviews, and if you want the deep dive, go see John. <laughs> That's right. John, Stephen, Jessica, Elizabeth, and myself. We can all... Yes. Now, what did, the, what did the place setting at the table really mean? That's the kind of conversation that I want out of you guys over there. <laughs> you know what? We, I just, for unrelated reasons, I went back and I re-listened to our first episode talking about Watchmen, uh, season one, episode one. Oh really? And we we do that. <laughs> we, we talk about Reddit theories and like what does it mean that there's like a globe in like all of these different scenes? Does that mean that there's parallel universes? Uh, you know, the 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 squid rain. Uh, we go into some really deep divey stuff that even I'm like, why does anyone listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're there for. They're they're there for all that stuff. So uh, yeah, we. We we do the we do the pitch by pitch. Y'all are some real inside baseball over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up before we get to our outros? I I know we talked about this on the first time through, but are we retiring? Are we? You know, I I. I didn't bring it up because I kind of want to, but you know what? <laughs> okay, no, no, we don't have to. Tom Cruise, you're dead to us. Uh, sorry, homie. Mitch said Mitch said bye, so I'm not going to be that guy and try to hold you up. Uh, you're a really busy guy. I appreciate you. Uh, or say say happy birthday to my boy Andy. That's right. <laughs> please, please shout out Tom From Cruise. Space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might we might bring it back once we watch 
Black Widow because that will be part of the MCU proper, but we'll, we're, we're going to leave him out for right now. So. Okay. So we're, we're not firing you, Tom. We're just... You've been really busy. I don't want to overwork you. Take just we're benching you for now, okay? That's right. We're it's not okay. We're not saying goodbye. We're saying until next time. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, all right. If you have an opinion on Spider-Man 1977 <laughs> and you really needed to get it get it off your chest, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at at Michipedia G E M G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Ian, where can people find you online? Hi, my name is Ian. As you know from this conversation that you've been listening to, or any of the other Journey into Mystery episodes that you may or may not have listened to, uh, normally we stream this. <laughs> We're not streaming it right now, uh, but you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Flux, and you can find me on Twitter at ianflux12. I'm also on Instagram at ianflux12, or at ianflux, no numbers. So that is... I-A-N-F-L-U-X, and on Twitter, that's I-A-N-F-L-U-X, the numbers one, two. Tell me your opinion on this atrocious movie. I'd you know, love to hear it. I know we talked about it before, but did someone else just have E-Influx, or did you have E-Influx and you just forgot the password on Twitter? Oh, uh, no, somebody else had E-Influx. That's so terrible. I had E-Influx 12, and I got it, the original E-Influx, and they were like, I'm sorry, who are you? Oh. And I was like... Bro, give me your name. Just give me the handle, man. He's like, no, because apparently there's also like an electronica DJ in Europe named Ian Flux. Oh, okay. And I don't know if they're still active or not, but back when I first became Ian Flux and I was making rap music and doing all that kind of stuff, uh, he and I butt heads a couple times because people kept getting us confused. Jeez. All right. Well. Good. That's a little little side origin story there for everybody, for Ian. Is, is iFlux taken? That could be like an Apple product of the future. I'm not doing it. We got to stay on brand. <laughs> Speaking of staying on brand, John, where can people find you online? I'm available on Twitter at, at Magic Bollocks. That's right. That little now, if joke. You've also that- been listening to the Geeks Watch. Uh, you can also future look for me under John Penis Man. Oh no, he said it. <laughs> what he the said hell? <laughs> yes, yeah, a little side oh. joke that you guys aren't privy to because it was part of the recording that didn't happen or no longer exist. We gave John a little bit of crap for not having a branding name on all of his handles on all the social medias. Well, on the Geeks Watch, he went ahead and said, well, now his, he's going to be called John Penisman on all of his social medias. He hasn't actually uh, taken that step yet, but right now you can find him as Magic Bollocks on Twitter. Uh, yep. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, GeekLeetMedia.com. Whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us so it helps spread the word of our network. It would really help us out. We'd appreciate it. But do un- it. yeah, do it. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to Geek Out. Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.